Are you tired of playing the same old games over and over again? Are you looking to spice up your game night with creative new ideas? Look no further because we're here to add some excitement back into your game night. We'll even show you how to take your love of games outside the confines of the living room. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is game night. Happy Friday, everybody! In this episode, Greg tries to sell Lauren on the merits of Tabletop Simulator. For Shelfie, we take down one of our game night favorites, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. For the escape room report, we go to our first escape room since quarantine. And of course, we have our Friday favorite. Lauren, happy Halloween belated, I might say. <laughs> yeah. We're happy holiday season. <laughs> now you can say holiday season. Yes, yeah. thank you. We're, we're in that time. Right. Um, right now, uh, we're just waiting for the uh, end results to finally come in from Super Tuesday, as they say. Yeah, I know. I, I would like to say, you know, when we say, what are we bringing to game night? We would have something exciting, like a new president or something like that, but we can't say that yet, so... So instead, what are you bringing to game night? Uh, well, we just uh, had Halloween, of course, and we did um, a little celebration here. Um, obviously, you know, we kind of, we kept it safe. Normally, we might have, you know, a bigger Halloween party, um, but we just had two of our friends over who we've continued seeing during quarantine. They're kind of our, I guess, our quarantine pod, so to speak. I mean, three out of the four of us stay at home at all times. Exactly. And yeah. I'm taking every precaution I can when I go to work. So yeah, exactly. It's and we've seen them previously and stuff like that. So um, we had a little, just a, a kind of an elevated game night because Halloween was luckily on a weekend. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, they were able to come over earlier, and we were able to, you know, play some games and watch some movie. Um, and we had some fun Halloween treats. Um, we made, or well, you made a, um, pasta with meatballs that look like eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Um, we had little, um, mummy men. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I carved a pumpkin that looked like he was barfing guacamole. That was cute. (laughs) And we had uh, black corn chips to kind of add to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had some spooky cocktails that our friend made. Um, so, you know, it was kind of fun. We're, we're in the middle of a move as well so you know it was kind of sad not to have our final party at this place be a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. um and a little more elaborate but we still had a good time yeah it was fun Mm -hmm. how about you greg what are you bringing to game night what i'm bringing to game night is some digital creativity (laughs) uh it's going to be our main topic here but i am bringing the tabletop simulator which i have recently discovered and in in full earnestness, you know, because before I'd known about it, yeah. but didn't really actually try it. Mm-hmm. I finally tried it. I am in love with this tool. It is the coolest thing. It lets it, The physics engine on it alone is fantastic. <laughs> and honestly, I think this is the better way to augment many different games that are out there. Some games, not so much. Mm-hmm. Other games, yes. And we'll talk about that now with our main topic. Okay, well, let's get into it. So uh, for the main topic, we're going to talk, as I said, about Tabletop Simulator, which I I think is only available through Steam. I don't know if it's available in any other place, but I get it through Steam, Mm -hmm. which is a digital um, video gaming platform. And I can't remember, was it a free download or did it cost? I pay $20 for this. Uh, I think there might be a free demo at some point throughout the year. Not always. But the reason I mostly wanted to bring this up is because we only do Friday's game night once a month. Mm-hmm. At the end of this month, around Black Friday, when the holiday shopping season starts, yeah. more than likely, like 99% likely, there's going to be a sale on Steam. 
Yeah, we and, just went through one, right? Well, that was for the Halloween sale, uh-huh. but they only did just like spooky, oh, okay. you know, spooky flavored yeah. games. Um, but for the Steam sale that's like holiday, they usually discount everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm predicting the tabletop simulator is going to get down to 10 maybe even down to $5. Yeah. And so that's why I really want to promote it because it's such a fantastic tool. And it does have kind of in-app purchases, we should kind of say, I mm-hmm. guess you would call them, where there are a lot of free games that you can download, but yeah. there's also some games that you have to pay for to download. Right. Well, it comes with basic stuff like chess, checkers, Parcheesi, Go, things uh-huh. like that. And then it has a bunch of other like free assets, like the table that you're playing on mm-hmm. can look different. Or you can have a different backdrop or environment. Like a lot of it is like 360 pictures of like uh-huh. you're, you're in a park, you're in a cathedral, you're in some weird hallway, you know, like in the middle of like an underpass at a stadium, you know, mm-hmm. kind of. Or you could add your own, which yeah. I think is cool. And what's really awesome is that this is also you can build your own game. So you can add your own pictures. You can even design your own game and board and everything. And the awesome thing about this tabletop simulator is that essentially it's a blank slate. It's just a physics engine where there's gravity that's holding the pieces onto the board. And you can flick them. You can like anchor them down. You can magnetize them. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then that the game will remember that. And you can even built in buttons. Uh, so a lot of people have done that where they've recreated some of their favorite board games, mm-hmm. like Ticket to Ride, yeah. which is a classic that we've talked about many uh-huh. times. And in some of the versions I've seen, they've even set it up so that you can just click a button and then it'll automatically draw you one or two tickets mm-hmm. based upon which one you hit. Or you can click a button and instead of you having to painstakingly put every little train on the track, it'll just, boop, there's my three trains perfectly on that track. Yeah. from So you've played around with it more than I have. You kind of just showed it to me. Mm-hmm. And from what I can see, like, it kind of varies greatly depending on who built it, you yeah. know? The, who so, the like, author is matters. Like, the, the first uh, Ticket to Ride you showed me, like, it, you could make it so, like, you just had to click a route and it would put the train cards down. Mm-hmm. But, like, you had to pick up the cards. You had to, like, kind of physically put them down. It would keep kind of track of your score, but it wouldn't keep track if you put the right cards down. Like, there, it was just, there was a lot of just, like you had to move things around and you had to set up and you had, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas then other ones you would, you went to like, um, I'm trying to remember, we didn't play it, but you had looked it up and I saw you looking it up or whatever. And, um, oh, it was time stories yeah. and it was already kind of pre-set up for you. Mm-hmm. And if you clicked the, the little room that you would go into, it laid all the cards out for you, yeah. you know? So it was kind of like, there were different levels of programming that people had done. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of all depends on which one you get. Right. And so I would say for those of you who do get into this, when you go and download, what you do is you go into the Steam store and you go onto the game with Tabletop Simulator. Then you go to the workshop. The mm-hmm. workshop is what it's called where people in the community at large can do these modifications or these custom built things. And then you can usually download them for free just by subscribing to them. So what I do is I go into there, I find someone who does one of the games I like and does it well. Yeah. And then I go back, find that author and go, okay, what else has, you know, Jeremy made? Uh-huh. You know, or whoever it is. And so that way, like, you can kind of track, like, okay, well, because uh, tons of people out there will do the same game, like Ticket to Ride. Yeah, and they'll do it differently, mm-hmm. kind of. And I think what's interesting is you've played the Ticket to Ride app that's officially licensed mm-hmm. by, um, oh God, what's the company? Day of Wonders. Thank you, Day of Wonders. 
Uh, so you've seen the fully digital one where uh-huh. it's literally just a video game. Yeah. But this is kind of half and half where it's, you technically do have cards in the video game format in front of you, but then you can click and move them around in your hand as if you're actually holding them Yeah, it's, it's more like you are, I mean, it's, it's very much, you are playing the board game. Mm-hmm. You are interacting with the pieces. You are interacting with the cards, just like the way you would if you were sitting at a table, except it's all done through your computer, basically. Like, and it even like, and you can even walk around the table and get a different perspective. Yeah, and a lot of these games, not all of them, have are also in VR, so you could actually be in VR moving Mm -hmm. things. Once again, not all of them are available in VR. Some of these would be easier in VR, I think, than others. Yeah, like like the the one you were showing me that Ticket to Ride one. It was constantly like, oh, I have to use the keyboard, and I'm scrolling, and I'm like, I can't, I, I uh, you know, like zooming in and getting a better angle. Exactly that. Angle. It was driving me crazy, and I was like, yeah, I could see where with VR, if you could just like do this with your hands, it would probably be a lot easier. So much easier, yeah. Or move your head or something like that. Um, it would be easier. Um, so you know, so this is it's very different than just like an app experience mm-hmm. or something. And I think for for me anyway, I feel like it really depends on the game, yeah, how it's been done in the the, the thing, um, you know. And in like I said, I think really it comes down to the game. Like for Ticket to Ride, I can't see wanting it has so many pieces and things like that. I can't really see wanting to play it this way through um, through the simulator. I would rather just play as a group through the app i would rather play through the app or play with an actual group of people in front of me yeah yeah not this halfway yeah but like i did think the you know because of um time stories that Mm -hmm. one you showed me because they had it where like the room fully sets out for you and you don't have to like literally take this card and use your mouse and drag it way over here and then drop it and don't Drop it just right so that it doesn't fly off the table. And, you know, like, because like you said, it is a physics engine at mm-hmm. its core. So it, it's the, you know, if you push something too far, it will fall. And, you know, like, yeah. and I'm just not, I guess, as nimble with my mouse, you know. Yeah, well, I've had decades of practice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, so I get like, uh, oh, no, I, oh, you know, like, that's mm. me the whole time. <laughs> there are some games that highly benefit from this, I think. Mm-hmm. One of which, specifically, that struck me is the Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective games. That one, yeah, that one's a situation where I think that's the right kind of game for mm-hmm. this. Because for those of you who haven't played that, uh, as I understand it, it comes in five different scenarios, five sort of days in which, you know, Sherlock Holmes gets a case. And what's cool about it is you get the case description at the beginning, almost as if you're reading an Arthur Conan Doyle original. Uh-huh. You know? But then you also get this map of London, kind of like a phone book directory guide of like where all the different shops are. And you get a newspaper from that day. Because mm-hmm. one thing that Holmes is known for is he'll read the newspaper. And then like, even though you see like, oh, there was a boxing contest. Wait, like, wait a second, a left-handed guy won the boxing contest with red curly hair? Let's look at that. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's a detail that matters to your case. But the problem with the game in real life is that you only get one newspaper for that day. Yeah. And, of course, as the days go on, you need to, like, look at multiple newspapers from, like, the previous days, which is fine. But on day one or day two, like, if you're playing with more than two people, we can't all look at the newspaper at the same time. Yeah. Tabletop Simulator lets you automatically clone any any um, component that's in the game. Mm-hmm. So if you need to see the newspaper as well, make your own copy. 
Yeah. And then you can look at it while I'm looking at it, while he's looking at it, while she's looking at it. Mm-hmm. So it's so great. And then they even have like this big board where you can put little pins into it. So you don't feel like you're damaging your game. You're just marking pins like, okay, this is this. And you can make a little note card. Mm-hmm. And then you can just like hang that digitally over that pin. So that way you remember, okay, this pin is where the baker was last seen before yeah. he died. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was a good example of a game that benefits from this kind of thing mm-hmm. where, you know, okay, we can all see it. We can all, you know, cause even um, like we tried to play it digitally once before where our friends kind of, they sent us like PDF versions mm-hmm. and stuff. And it just wasn't quite like, there was, a, there was a great distraction factor, right? There was a lot of times where I was like, I have nothing to do, and then I get distracted. You know right. what I mean? Like, if I don't have something to do, my mind will wander and the phone will come out, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one, I think, because you are engaged with something physically, mm-hmm. it helps. You know? Yeah. And also what I like is that you can customize things. You can even put on music in the background, and that helps mm-hmm. you focus, or you could not, you know? Um, you can have people picking up things in the game at the same time. So even if we're all just using mouse and keyboard, you know, like I can be like with my mouse, like holding something up and shaking it around saying like, no, look at this. You uh-huh. know? So it's interesting to see like how people can interact with it, but safely. And the main thing I want to talk about for this is that it is a social distance way to play these games. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about before at the very beginning of COVID, of you know, back in like March, April of like, how can we play games remotely and which games could work remotely Mm -hmm. you know this kind of is the genius solution that fills in those gaps where it's needed Mm -hmm. you know because some games you could just point a camera at a board and then everyone plays through zoom and that's fine Mm -hmm. some games they already have the digital app that's on the store where like it's just like a video game you can just click through it and it'll automatically do it for you that's fine but some games require a bit more and this i think does help with that the only problem I have with this game, it's funny, but it's a problem, is the flip the table mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Because I, as far as I understand it, anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. And I think you can create rooms and games where that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. But if you forget to turn that off, you can have someone accidentally hit it. Mm-hmm. And then there goes your entire progress. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I, I feel like it's probably... You know, give give it a couple more years. And also, I think it will be a great option for game designers who maybe they want to provide like a social distancing or online component, Mm -hmm. but maybe they don't necessarily have the means to create a full-blown app. Yeah. Um, This would give them an opportunity to bring their game to Mm -hmm. a digital life. But um, my concern with it is more from a copyright aspect of how do big companies like Days of Wonder feel about all these different versions of Ticket to Ride being free to download? Right. You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, one of the big problems that we have is our technology grows faster than our laws do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes these things start out really great and then, you know, right. things but catch up. I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from there. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of like looking at Mickey Mouse versus Monkey Moose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very similar, Mickey Mouse, Monkey Moose, but, like, there's a major difference, and people can tell. You know, yeah. like, I'll take the Pepsi Coke challenge on that any day. If you ask me, like, would you rather play Ticket to Ride, the official Days of Wonders app, or in here, I'm probably going to choose the Days of Wonders app because it's done better. And also yeah. the thing is that a lot of these tabletop simulator games have, or rather don't have, is rules. Mm-hmm. They assume that you know how to play True. this game. True, yeah, yeah. So I mean, sometimes the game's not even set up, but, you know, I'm thinking of... 
you showed me uh, Forbidden Island. And as soon as you told me, oh, well, we have to set up all these tiles. I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll do that in real life. I'm not dragging and dropping these tiny little tiles mm-hmm. because I'll have to zoom in so far to see what's on the tile that then I won't be able to tell where I am on the board. So I'll have to zoom, you know, and I was like, no. <laughs> right. So I think you just need better controls mm-hmm. or things like that. Like, keep in mind i've only been playing around with it for about a week and a half so maybe uh-huh. there is a brief like if you put your curse over there maybe you can hit q and then briefly zoom in like a magnifying glass you mm-hmm. know but um how are the since you have played around with it what do you think of like the build tools because obviously there's a lot of work goes into designing mm-hmm. these right but like there are some basics of little components that you can add little yeah. figurines and things as someone who kind of wants to design board games how do you think that this is kind of a, a fun way to kind of build prototypes yeah i think so because you know one of the problems that i always had is like oh i want to build a new board how do i find a big a, a big enough piece of cardboard mm-hmm. so i can make it the size i want here you yeah. can just stretch a square out to how yeah you want it. and you can kind of start getting an idea of oh well this you know, like if you were doing something that has a grid or squares, this isn't enough or this is too many or, the, right. you know. And so this lets you quickly and easily just change that. Uh-huh. So I love that, the flexibility and ease at which it is to change something that you've done. Mm. Or like I remember one time I once designed this game that was based in a shopping mall, mm-hmm. kind of like Mall Madness from like the 90s. And, like, you have all the different stores and stuff. Uh-huh. But the problem is that, like, I made one change to the design of all the stores. And, like, ugh, I have to go redo this for all 18 of them. Yeah. I have to reprint out all 18. I have to recut all the squares because mm-hmm. I glued down the other ones. And I want to keep the originals so that I have a record of, like, what changes they've gone through. You could even play test it this way. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And that's the great thing about this is it's a great way to play test it, you mm-hmm. know. And you can create public rooms or private rooms for people to join. Another good reason I want to try getting this, and especially you into this more, is I think it'd be a cool way to do D&D with friends remotely, mm-hmm. you know, because they even have great tables that are already pre-rendered and, like, pre-set up for a dungeon master screen and everybody's, like, little private, uh, you know, seat. Mm-hmm. So, like, how great would it be to play D&D with people from all across the country, like, family and friends everywhere they are, and, like, let's all sit down on the Friday night and log in and let's get your character going. Uh-huh. So... I think it's a great way to help people connect mm-hmm. with games where you can't just quite do it through a screen that you can interact with. This gives you just the right amount of, I can interact, I can roll this, I can touch this, you know, I can manipulate this thing around to make it feel like I'm really playing and engaged with the game. Uh-huh. So, so once again, that's Tabletop Simulator on Steam, and this is by a company called Berserk Games. Now let's go on to our Shelfie segment. Um, so this is our second ever um, episode where we'll be doing our shelfie mm-hmm. segment. Um, and this is a segment where we basically just take something out of our own game library. Um, and we just kind of deep dive into it a little bit more, talk a little bit more about the game itself. And then also why we like it, why we don't like it, and why it why it stays on our shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this time we're doing a game that's really become kind of a, a favorite of our game nights. Um, not that we play it every game night because the other problem with it is it is kind of long. Um, it's long to set up too. Yeah. It's one, and it's, when I say it's long, it's not long as like, um, it's not like risk where you're just like, oh my God, this will never end. This is one where you'll be playing and then all of a sudden you'll realize that you've been playing for five hours. 
You know, like yeah. you don't really realize that it, half the day is gone. <laughs> um, and that is Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts Battle, which is a cooperative deck building game, essentially. We have to make ourselves a promise for our next shelf if we don't do another deck building game because our first one True. was my James yeah, Bond one. Yeah, yeah. But this one does play differently yeah. than the James Bond one. So that's why I thought it was okay to kind of do it back to back. Yeah, so... Um, obviously Harry Potter, right? Mm. So basically you are playing as, um, some of the main protagonists from Harry Potter. You are trying to defeat, um, a number of villains from the story mm-hmm. and then ultimately Voldemort at the very end of, and you're going through each book from the series. That was genius. Yeah. There's yeah. essentially set in the first box game, there's seven levels, seven mm-hmm. boxes you have to open. And as you progress through the game, you're like, okay, now you're in book two, the chamber of secrets. And then you open that and you have all these cards that are specific to the story and characters and items and events in the Chamber of Secrets. And you add that to your already deck. Um, So it kind of almost has like, especially when you first start it, it almost has a legacy feeling to it because you are, you don't know what's going to be in that box and Mm -hmm. you open it and suddenly it adds something new. It could be like, oh, your character now changes and now you have some new ability or... Um, it could be, it adds something new, like, oh, now there's dice. When did this come in? You know? Um, so it's kind of cool. But, but unlike a legacy game, you don't destroy anything and you can play it forever, essentially, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) And then they do have an expansion. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's like fantastic creatures or mythical monsters or something like that. Yeah. I think they have at least two expansions now. Oh yeah, that's right. They do have another expansion. The charms expansion. Yeah. The charms and potions expansion. Yeah. Yeah. And what's great about it is, um, and we're trying not to spoil too much mm-hmm. of what's in the game, but we do have to talk about a few things. Like, uh, as your characters level up, because you're playing the main four characters of Harry, Hermione, Ron, and Neville. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Neville, I guess just because he was there <laughs> since book one. Personally, yeah. I was like, where's my Ravenclaw? You know, <laughs> they, you do get Luna in one of the expansions. Yeah. But I'm like, come on, give me someone else. Like, <laughs> and I've heard in one of the new ones, I believe you get Jenny. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. But you get those four of Harry, Hermione, Ron, and Neville. And as they grow older, you know, progress through the story, they each have their own unique ability. And that gets stronger and more mm-hmm. powerful, you know. And then also you then later, what, what was it called? The, the, like the Owl's Lessons or something? Where like, it's like their SATs, you know? Yeah, yeah. You get to like, essentially it's you get to take like a specialty. Yeah, you get like a specialty for like your owls or something. And then later you get a Patronus and you can decide if you want the specialty or the Patronus. Yeah, and so like, it's what's great about it, and that's the reason I want to bring it up, is that when you have your character with their built-in like special, like, oh, Harry Potter is really good at like, you know, uh, striking people with magic spells, like mm-hmm. Neville's good at healing. Then you can combine that with one of the specialties or your Patronus. Yeah. And you can make all sorts of cool combinations. Mm-hmm. And you're not stuck with that. At yeah. any point in between games, you can rotate things in and out. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, I don't like playing Neville, then okay, I'll try playing Harry Potter. Or, wow, uh, flying lessons is not great for me. Maybe I'll try Defense Against the Dark Arts instead, you know. And yeah. you can see what works for you. Yeah, and also, like, your different character abilities, they don't necessarily dictate what cards you buy. Because, you know, it is a deck building, so there's always kind of, like, this marketplace that mm-hmm. you get um, you get money to purchase from. Um, but if you are smart about the cards you purchase, you can do some really cool things. Yeah. Like, we've kind of fallen into, with our two friends that we usually play this with, we've fallen into 
where we kind of always play the same character because we understand that character best mm-hmm. because we have played it so much. So, like, I usually play Hermione because, like, I've got that down pat, yeah. you know? And I usually play Harry because I know how to best utilize his Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, for uh, Hermione, her character is all about spells, right? Because obviously she's the most talented mm-hmm. witch of them all. So she gets a bonus if she plays so many spells in a turn. So that's where a lot of my focus goes is buy spell, buy spell, buy spell, buy spell, you know, right. and, and combo spells. Like I, there's a couple spells that essentially let you copy something you've already done that turn. Oh yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if you buy a couple of those, you can really spam those and make some good combinations, you yeah. know? Um, and also, you know, some of them's like, there's things that I can build off of. If I do this, that gives you a bonus as Harry and then that triggers something else, mm-hmm. you know? So there's a lot of like cool things you can do. Also like the game, if you are a fan of the books, the cards, you know, they have all sorts of the different um, spells that you're used to. They have different characters that you can bring on as allies, mm-hmm. a lot of items from it. So it is fun. And, and like that, that deck just grows as you go through and, and new characters are added as you go through the different books. Yeah. Like, um, you don't see Tonks until, until book four or five when her character does actually show up in the series. Exactly. Yeah. Until then, like you're like, who the heck is that? You know, I don't uh-huh. know that character. Um, we we also kind of glossed over, but this is a fully cooperative game. Mm-hmm. So you are playing against the game itself where there are villain cards out there. Like um, in the first game, there's Professor Quirrell. Yeah. The guy who had the turban on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, as long as he's out on the board, whoever the active player is automatically loses a health point. Mm-hmm. You know, so like he's constant yeah. danger. So you want to like take care of him. And I think later on, they have the other big bad villains. Like they have, of course, Voldemort. They have the Basilisk. Um, I think they have uh, uh, Peter Pettigrew comes out mm-hmm. and all the other bad witches and wizards. And I think even some monsters come out too. Like, yeah. isn't the giant spider who's, that Harry Hagrid raised in there? I believe so. Yeah, I, I know, called, I know the, the dragon, the horned tails in there. Yeah, that's point. all in there. So like you find all these cool things. And then also every round dark spells again cast at you. Yeah. Like one will say like, oh, guess what? You can't draw extra cards this turn. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, um, you know how you had seven cards in your hand? Yeah, put it down to three. Like, you just lost four cards. Yeah. You're like, wow, this turn stinks. Mm-hmm. But, like, you gotta make do with it. Yeah. Um, and at, as any kind of kind of game like this, um, a lot can be dependent on kind of your pull. So, if you pull like, really tough monsters in the beginning that just make it really hard to gain just any momentum. Yeah. Um, that can really hurt you. Also, if you, if your initial um, marketplace has, like, super expensive items that you couldn't possibly afford yet, you know, like, that, mm-hmm. there, it, a lot comes down to, like, the draw of the yeah. hand, you One know? time we started a game and everything in the marketplace costs six or more, and we were like, no. Yeah, like, because there's no way you can buy anything because you don't have the cards yet to allow you to buy that kind of stuff. Um... They, there is, in some cases, we've um, instituted some, like, house rules. There's yeah. some kind of, I don't want to call it, I mean, I guess they're cheats, per se. That And these are ones that, like, we actually found that other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're things to kind of help get the game started a little bit. Well, because here's the problem. With each game, you reset your entire starting deck yeah. to just your starting cards. So, at the beginning of each Remember, you're kind of following school years. Yeah. So by the time Harry's in sixth grade or whatever grade it is that uh-huh. they call it for there, his sixth year, 
he's sure to already have a good number of spells under his belt. And he does. Like he has the expected Patronum spell down pat. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure that he has Aloha Mora down pretty well too, right? Um, but the problem is that like every time that you start this game, you're bumped down to like your level one, what's a wizard spells, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. Your starting hand never changes no matter what book you're on. But yeah, you essentially lose your entire hand. So if you had this great card that you got maybe at the very end of the last game, it's gone. It's gone, and, and you have to start from is scratch. That with each new game that you start uh, for the higher levels, the villains get more and more punished. And there's more of them too. And there's more of them, and because then those bad dark arts cards yeah. get more and more punishing. Like at the beginning, I think the worst thing that can happen to you is you get hit with like a minus two health. But, like, near the end, it's like, hey, minus four health to you, minus two health to everyone else at the table, and you have to draw another card. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Yeah, like, you can literally die in one round. Like, yeah, you, can, you, you can, can go from full health to no health. And like, It's super yeah. easy to do. And then also you have to fight more villains at once mm -hmm. so they can combo each other, you know. So I'm, it's one of those, what I'm saying, too, is, like, if you've played this and you're like, no, it's too hard or we're terrible at it, maybe think about, because what we do is... We kind of have like a buy round mm -hmm. where we allow ourselves like so much like, okay, you have nine to spend yeah. and we all go around and kind of, okay, well, I'll buy that for two and then it goes to the next person. And then once we've all spent nine or, you know, mm. as much as we can within that parameter, then we start the game. Right. So at least we start off with a little bit more in our hand. Uh, the other the other suggestion that I've seen online is... Um, having to the site because like you said sometimes what's in the marketplace mm -hmm. is way too expensive for yeah. a long time and you just kind of get like stuck there some people have suggested online get together a list of like things only cost one to three galleons uh that's the money in this game and then put it to the side as a seventh marketplace slot mm -hmm. and that that's always like kind of your safety yeah it's going back to like the james bond one that i did you always had the money penny there mm -hmm. and she's only ever worth three and she gives you two gold but it's always there yeah so that way, like if everything else there kind of sucks to buy from you can always get one of those yeah and essentially you're you're increasing your money then mm -hmm. that way um and yeah i think another one wasn't that you have two decks you have the high price item and a low price item deck that, that you, yeah, that's what you I mean. supply yeah. the the market from. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, you okay. have like a low supply deck yeah. and a high one, so that way you can kind of like always have that choice. Yeah, yeah. Or, or at least have kind of like a more of a balance always. Yeah. The one thing I do like about this game that's better than even my James Bond one is in the Bond one, all the cards have different colors, like kind of suits. Uh -huh. And like if you, it kind of makes you want to stick towards certain colors. Like mm -hmm. if I'm going red, green, and black, I... There could be a really great blue card there, but like I don't have any blue, so that's not going to be as useful to me. Yeah. In this Harry Potter game, that's not there. Yeah. All cards are good cards. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you like, maybe one of them, I forget who, but one of the characters likes to have allies play a lot. Yeah. So, like, maybe save the ally for like you know Hermione if that's her thing. Yeah. Then, or like that's yeah. fine. But otherwise, any card is a good card. If you can afford it, you should get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really fun and it, it's kind of, because it is broken up in like the books, you can kind of segment it out where you mm -hmm. can, you can go through the whole thing if you wanted to in one sitting. We tried or to do you that. Could, it was hard. Yeah. Remember how long that took? Uh, yeah. Or you can just play like, okay, well, we're just going to play book one. Um, and then next time if we beat book one, we'll play book two, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So you can kind of determine how you want to segment things out a little bit. Yeah. But Definitely, this game, a lot of people said like it is super punishing. In the it later can ones. be, yeah. So don't feel bad. Sometimes I feel a little guilt when I 
when we quote cheated games mm-hmm. or like do house rules. Honestly, this one needs a house rule or two. Like, yeah, it, it's tough. Like, especially, you know, I mean, we've gotten pretty good at it. But, mm-hmm. like, if, you know, I think in the no, beginning. But even still, yeah, it would be impossible so. at level seven. Yeah. Going, playing straight. Especially once you start adding those expansions in. Because oh, the expansions, expansions are ridiculous. They really up the um, the difficulty of this game. Mm-hmm. But just to, like, tell you, show you how much we like this game. So our friends originally um, got this game and one of our friends if you follow us on instagram you'll know one of our good friends he actually um runs a 3d printing business where he creates game components right Mm -hmm. and so he gets a lot of games because he needs to like figure out the components that he can build for these games it's a tax write-off yeah exactly (laughs) um so we do kind of split you know like we don't buy maybe as many games as we used to because he'll have them or Mm -hmm. you know and and sometimes we trade we'll be like hey can we borrow this game and you can borrow something from our library um but they had this game and we liked it so much that when we were at um dice tower convention um, we actually found a used copy for pretty cheap, and we were and like, I was like so, "Yeah, because yeah, we're like, we like this so much, and you can play this as a two-player if you want. Like, you don't have yeah. to play all four people." Um, so we're like, we like this so much that we're just going to buy this because we want our own copy for when they're not available. Also, it has a nice box. The box kind of makes it look like an old steamer trunk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a thick box too, but um, it's it's a. Not an overly large size. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it fits everything inside well. That's one of my pet peeves is when the inside of a box doesn't hold the components right. Yeah. This holds everything just nicely. Yeah. And just Although, so. um, if people don't put it away right, it's very Well, that's the problem. That, yeah, angering. taking it out and putting it away properly yeah. can be a bit time consuming. But as long as you're diligent, like, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we actually, we did play this. I don't remember if it was... I think it was this most recent Dice Tower convention. Mm-hmm. We we played it with someone who had never played it before. And when we opened the box, we were like, oh my God, who who put this away? Yeah. <laughs> like, we are so angry right now. <laughs> One final uh, complaint about the game, though, mm-hmm. that I don't like about it is, well, like slash don't like, mm-hmm. is they have many different cards of many different sizes in there. Like, you know, you oh, have your yeah. main deck that is one size, but then the dark arts cards are like a completely a different size. And... and then and then the villain cards are completely different size. They're yeah. like tarot card size. And so if you're a person like me who you like to sleeve things, mm-hmm. it's a nightmare trying to get like all the right sleeves for everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That, I think like that's why like our one friend, he only sleeves like your actual main cards. Because those are the ones you mostly um, touch and hold. I, I, I just think what probably what, the, the problem with that and why this game, it doesn't come down in price very often. It's mm-hmm. pretty expensive usually. And that's one of the reasons when we saw it for cheap used, we like jumped on it because yeah. it was quite the deal. You got it for like 20 Um Yeah, exactly. Um, like right now we're looking and most places have it for 40 to 50. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the going rate. And so when we saw it for like 20 we and like it had... It had been played maybe once, but like it wasn't. But like all the pieces were there. It was in perfect condition. So we were like, yeah, we'll take that. Um, But one of the reasons I think it doesn't come down in price is to print all these different size cards, that manufacturing cost is a lot more. And so that's why I think the game doesn't come down in price very much. Well, that does it for this shelfie. I hope you guys um, know more about this game now. So maybe if you haven't played it or haven't heard of it, you might look it up and see if that's something that would interest you. It definitely is worthwhile, especially if you're a Harry Potter fan at all. Yeah. Yeah. But now that we've dusted off that shelfie, 
Let's go dust off our rusty escape room skills and go do an actual escape room report. So Lauren, for this escape room report, we finally got out in the field again. We did. We finally were at a point, very briefly, where mm-hmm. I think Southern California has already spiked back up at the corner of this. So. Yeah, well, and also, um, so LA is still not allowing anybody to go, or they're not allowing escape rooms to open as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I'm not sure if any of our local rooms are open or not, but we've also done most of our local rooms. Yeah, we tapped that well pretty dry. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but, um, Orange County, they've been a little bit different about the quarantine. Um, maybe not quite as strict as they should be. Hmm. Um, but we found out that a, um, actually it's, it's not a new company, but it's new to us. They've, um, opened their first, uh, SoCal location. And that is, um, the escape game, which actually we've been talking about a couple times recently for some of their, um, remote rooms that they've been doing. Yeah, they were the ones who did the art heist. Yeah. If you guys remember, I had Agent Starscream (laughs) uh, take over that art heist for us and we were helping him remotely. I was like the guy in the van. Yeah, yeah. So we did that one with a group of people via like a Zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that was our first time doing a room like that. And it went really good. And we could kind of see that, you know, they had quality rooms. And we've also done some of their um, non, they're not live ones. You kind of have a digital dashboard that you're working through. Are these the same people that did that Hannah one that we did they recently? Did, yeah. So there you go. This is becoming quickly my new favorite company. Yeah. So, um, they opened, um, a new location in Irvine, um, which is, you know, about a, a, an hour or so away from us. Um, and so we went and did their, um, one of their new rooms called Special Ops Mysterious Market. I love this. Spy theme for me, right <laughs> up my alley. And this was spy all the way. Yeah. And so I should say, you know, and I think this isn't, this is pretty becoming standard for all the escape rooms that are open. So they are doing, um, spaced out bookings mm-hmm. to give them time to clean the room a little bit. I appreciate very much. Um, everything's private now mm-hmm. you are never paired with strangers um and they you know of course they require you to be wearing masks when you come in and all of the staff members are wearing masks yeah well. and they were really great about offering us hand sanitizer mm-hmm. or the ability to wash your hands with the sink in the bathroom throughout yeah in fact they even said like if you need to use the bathroom it's down the hall like even when we were in the room even. that was weird because we're so used to mm-hmm. and been so conditioned that if this door opens, game over for everybody, yeah. right? But they were like, no, if you feel that you need to go clean your hands even, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, and, you know, I, I wanted to keep my, my mask on the entire time we were in the room part. Once we were away from, you know, once the game master had left us, they, they said we could take off our mask. You took off yours because they it was fogging up your glasses. Yeah, for some reason, like, the masks I wear... And I'm sure other people have this problem. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I mean, we it's have... fine. Yeah. Sometimes, no matter what I do... The same mask that normally is fine, it just starts fogging me up like yeah. it's like a London morning for Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and mine, it wasn't fogging up my glasses, um, but towards like the middle of the room, I started getting really hot. It was mm-hmm. making me really hot. And so I finally just had to take it off because I was getting to that point where I was so hot that I was having a hard time focusing because, right. you know, I was like, oh, I'm hot, you know. Um, but you know, it, it seemed very clean and sanitary and, you know, we both sanitized our hands as soon as we left the room Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and, you know, didn't touch our faces and stuff. And and we should say also like, you know, 
I, I made this decision. I asked them, am I allowed to remove my mask while I'm in this room once yeah. you've closed the door? And they said, that's fine. So because it's a changing time and everyone's trying to figure out what's the rule. Yeah. Now, I would say if you do get the chance to go out to an escape room in person, ask them, mm-hmm. what, how do you feel about me you know, not wearing gloves, not wearing my mask when I'm in the room. Are you guys okay with that? Or would you prefer yeah, that well, I have those like things Like I on? said, I wanted to keep mine on. And yeah. I, I, I did for most of it. I mm-hmm. kept my, my mask on for most of it. But like I said, I, it was towards the end. I just got so hot that I just had to take it off for a second. Um, you were actually more concerned than I was originally. You were like, maybe we should wear gloves. Yeah. Maybe, you know. And I was like, well, they're supposed to be sanitizing it. You know, we'll see how it goes and Plus stuff. also, they probably know what are the most touched surfaces. Yeah, know, right? exactly. Um, so this room, like you said, is secret agent yes. space. Oh, and also, I should say, we did this the day after we were married. We so did. So this is our honeymoon because yeah. we haven't had a chance to actually go on a real honeymoon. Yeah, because... Travel's kind of limited so right now. So our honeymoon was to a fake Morocco. Yeah, well, and I mean, it was only fitting since we uh, did get engaged in an escape room. It felt like we had the day off after right. we got married um, because it was actually technically a holiday for us. Um, and so oh, that's we, right, yeah. yeah, so we decided to go and do this to kind of celebrate. Um, and we had just had a crazy weekend, so we needed something. We needed to, some like, kind of a break. Decompress. Yeah. Um, so it's, like we said, a special agent, and it starts out, you're in what looks like um, the Morocco streets. Like, like a, a little, bazaar. Yeah, or like a little side alley in Morocco. Yeah. And there's like a little um, shoe stall, and there's a purse stall, and there's a little spice shop. The spice shop was cute. It has its yeah. own little, like, you know, window, and like it's little, like, pass-through for money. Uh-huh. I, I love the design yeah. of that place, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think... And obviously, the theming was really great in this room, which I kind of expected. Um, the the only thing, well, there a couple things. One one of the things that threw us off in the beginning was you are kind of supposed to destroy a piece of paper. Yeah, and you they, have to they must replace yeah. that um, each time. But it was kind of a momentary, like, are, are we supposed to do this? But to be fair. Everything about that situation said, yes, you should be doing this. Yeah. Even the paper had a demonstration. Like, if we do it like this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have a tendency to, if we're not sure, we kind of go, okay, we're going to do this. Like, say like, to the ether. Please you know? stop us if this isn't what we're supposed to do. Like, let us know. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, like... It, that was like a little bit at first, like, ooh, what are we supposed to do? Um, the puzzles, like, they fit with the theming really well. They really do. Um, and like, they were they were kind of challenging even in mm-hmm. the beginning. Like, we had to get, we did have to use a couple hints, especially in the beginning, just because we kept kind of getting to a point where we're like, we're not getting started, mm-hmm. you know? Also, the thing I liked about this room is there's two sections in this room where there is logical like ways to view how am I supposed to solve this puzzle mm-hmm. that like yes you technically waste time going down the wrong path yeah but you don't feel like it's meant to do that it's just like okay maybe it's this and we went down the uh-huh. wrong thing I won't spoil anything but the shoes yeah there was a thing with the shoes <laughs> yeah we did the wrong where thing at first we thought we were supposed to do something else yeah and we spent about five minutes doing that other thing mm-hmm. something else and we were like Okay, that did nothing for us. So, like, now we have to undo all of that, you know. But, like, it it wasn't, like, a puzzle-wasting time that, like, is clearly designed to, like, do that. Yeah. It's just we came up with the wrong solution. At no point in this game did I feel like you just put this in here because you want to try to 
make me burn. Yeah, yeah, seconds. yeah. Um, the, there was a hidden switch that I thought was maybe hidden a little too well that it kind of felt annoying that like, yeah. oh, you like purposely made that like impossible to find to where we have to ask for a clue for it. But besides that, um, everything was, was very fair. Yeah, yeah. And it was, there was enough in the room to do as well that we even split off at one part and I did a puzzle that you like never even saw me do. In fact, you came in and you're like, oh, how did, did you open that? I'm like, yeah, I opened that, yeah. you know. Um, so that was, that was nice that, you know, there was enough for us to do with not having to like constantly being trying to share puzzles sometimes, you know, um, this room goes up to eight. I think that would be pushing it. Way no, no, already four max for this room. And that, and that's in terms of this, just, yes, this room does open up into another room. Yes. But like still, okay. So the basic shape of this bazaar, right. is kind of like. A T, yeah. Where you have a long hallway, you have oh, like the letter F. Mm-hmm. You have a long hallway. You have a little side room at the top and a little side room down the middle. Yeah, but that's it. Eight people on that? No, that would yeah. be cramped. That's pretty much yeah. okay. I guess I'm standing next to the purses and I'll just do anything that's purse related from yeah, here on out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say four is probably the max. I think we were perfectly in there with two. Yeah. I think if we had one friend, okay, but four, we're already. Excuse me. Can I just? I want to. Yeah. I want to get to the shop. Excuse me. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I don't know that there's quite enough puzzles for that many people as well. I think. For, you know, maybe two couples, and especially if they maybe aren't as experienced in escape rooms. Right. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't go over that. Just for size alone, you'd be really on top of each other. Um, the I will say one of the other kind of criticisms that I had of this room, not so much in the first room, but mostly in the kind of the second room, mm. I'll say, um, is that there's not a lot in, like, some of the stuff that you have to do, you have to kind of fumble through it. And you're not really sure how things work. And we we did have to kind of waste some some hints on these things. Mainly, and there was, it was just like, if there was something in the story or something that kind of let me know how I'm supposed to use this. Right. That would be helpful. I get what you mean, yeah. And I, and I want to say, like, I know that makes it sound like I'm like, oh, I need you to hold my hands or I need you to make it easier. But I'm just saying, like, it was like, I'm like using this there's this program that I'm using and I'm t- doing this touch like screen. A, a user manual on the side would have been nice. Yeah. And like I'm maybe, just like, I'm not really sure how to use this. Like maybe the like, person who normally uses this device would be like, let me write like a little cheat sheet so I can remember. And then we can use that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I'm like, I, I, I know that I need to use this for something, but I'm not really seeing how I'm supposed to be using right. it. It's not making sense. You know, part of that was also because you were doing something else when I started playing with it and I couldn't see that it was doing something like on the other side of the yeah, room. Yeah, it's one of those puzzles where she does something in room A mm-hmm. and then in room B, I can see the results of what she's yeah. doing. So it's almost like she flicks the switch, a light turned on and I can read a letter. Oh, so do, do the yeah, other thing and then yeah, maybe yeah, I can yeah. spell it all out, you know? Yeah. The, the other problem I had is with my part there where I'm like seeing the things uh-huh. come on is that it's almost like an artistic thing I have to do, you know, where like I have to draw on stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like a blue background, but they gave me two markers. One was like an orange, like marker. And uh, I confirmed, like, I can draw on this, right? And they were yeah. like, yeah, you know. But then the other one they gave me was blue. And I'm like, okay, it's a slightly different shade of blue, but I told them afterwards, like, blue is not a great color. Like, yeah, yeah. You, and you need to go like pink and yellow. Because- yeah, and especially because, yeah, not only was it not a good color, but if you've been colorblind, Trying to tell those colors apart would have been really hard. Right. So, I mean, yeah. And we've talked about that before, about like, you know, sensitivity towards people with disabilities. Yeah, being more accessible. That doesn't just mean deaf or in a wheelchair. That also means colorblind, too. Uh And that, I mean, I suppose 
if you have two people who are colorblind, then you're kind of in trouble. Yeah. But I mean, if one person is colorblind, they can go do what you were doing because that's mm-hmm. just like written directions on a screen. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. Um, it was also kind of like a couple times, like the, especially at the end, it was like, we did this thing and then it was like, oh, and now you have to do this other thing, but we didn't know how we were supposed to do it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that was the thing. The game kind of would, would be like, oh, well now you have to do this. And you're like, great. I, I don't how, like wh- what, right. you know, like I don't see any other switches. I don't see, you know, and. So like there was a we moment, kind of fumbled at the end there. Yeah, a and there bit. was a moment too where, but I kind of feel like that was maybe my fault because we have a tool we were given, mm-hmm. and like the answer was right in front of me, and I just didn't see the forest for the trees. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But there was another moment where like I have two doors, one of them has a lock on it, so I look, go looking around for a tool, and I'm like, oh, I found the tool that opens the door, so I do that, and then I'm trying to find like, okay, where's the tool to open the other door? Well, and, and, and we, like, you we could tell find the it, tool, the it. tool didn't work for the other yeah. door. So then we finally use a hint and like, no, it's unlocked, dude. And I'm like, oh. so yeah. I just hold it open. Like, I know. But, you know, you just assume because the other one required had a, a tool. tool. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, once again, but that's, kind of on me is... for not just giving it a quick pull. Yeah. And, and there were a couple of things that we just missed. And I feel like it was partially just because it's been so long since we've done. We were a little run. rusty. We were rusty. You know, we were missing things that we normally, you know, like you said, you're like one of these things. I checked that stand. I didn't see it. That's on me for not being thorough. Yeah, because there was a small little puzzle piece there that I didn't see. Mm -hmm. But I went back and like I had to use a clue. And I'm like, it's on the thing. I'm like, no, it's all. It is is. here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I think there was definitely some rest on our point. I mean, we did get out of the room, which is We got out with plenty of time. I think we had like eight minutes left or something Mm -hmm. like that. But still really fun room. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, would definitely want to go back and see um, some of their other rooms. Obviously, I don't think we would do the room that, um, we uh, technically the museum have, one, yeah, yeah the, the one that we did remotely because I don't think there's a point. But they had a lot of, in fact, they what's weird is they actually said at one point they're like, oh, feel free to take any videos or pictures you want, and we were like, like anywhere, and they're like, yeah, and I think part of that is because they kind of said, you know, well, we're brand new here, here, yeah. and we want people to like know that we're here because you know a lot of people I think just assume everything was closed and stuff like that. So I think that's why they were doing that. But they actually did let us look in their gold rush room, just peek in because it was open. I think they were cleaning it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked really cool. We um, always saw was what looked like the outside of a cabin in the woods, but yeah. it looked like you were outside in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also, you had kind of, uh, I want to play one called the playground. They had one. They have one called playground, and you were kind of like, "Oh, maybe we should do that one." And I was like, uh, "I think you want to do this special ops one, dear." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I also want to try the prison break. I love the prison break idea once. And yeah, and all the, the ones we've done so far haven't wowed me yet. Yeah, they've been okay, but not great. Like we did, um, we did a prison break one from Fox in the Box. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it was good, but it was like, oh wait, that's it then. Yeah. It, you know, it ended way too soon, and we were like, oh, that that's it. <laughs> Um, so it would be interesting to see like how this is. It is um, funny though because you normally, and if you've been listening for a long time, you know we're not usually a fan of chains. No. And this is a chain. Yeah. But um, but this I is mean, a good chain. This is yeah. the exception to the rule. Yeah. They do it great. Mm-hmm. This is the new rival to sixty out. Yeah, I mean, 60 outs isn't really a chain, but... No, I'm saying in terms of quality. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. If 60 out is your mom and pop shop who, like, they have the best deli sandwich, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't believe it. This is 
you know, this is the uh, the Jersey Mike's coming for you. Yeah. You know, like, yes, it's a chain, but it's good. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say as far as their quality goes in their set design and their tech and stuff, they are, you know, up there with 60 out. Like, yeah. if you're in L.A. and you've done 60 out rooms, you know what we're talking about. The thing and... that they also did here that I haven't seen in a 60 out yet is they incorporated the the narrative back into the story mm-hmm. multiple times in the middle of the game. Yeah. And they do so in a way that is engaging, but also they pause the game's timer to yeah. let you that was, soak this in. Yeah, that was something that I wasn't sure because at one point you're kind of, you can't see any clock. In fact, I don't even know if there was a clock. Oh yeah. There was a clock they in used, the second room. They used the TV screen clocks, which yeah. isn't my favorite, but it's fine. Um, but at one point you're kind of cut off from that and you're shown this video of like this agent who's talking to you, right? right. Like the field operator and, like checking in. And know? it was, it kind of went on for a bit and I kind of had this moment where I was like, wait a second, like, are you guys just wasting our time? Yeah. And then we found out later that like, no, they stopped the clocks. Because so. that guy comes up like two or three times, but every time he did, the clock stopped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's fair. And I love that because now I can like take a mental break retouch with like what the story and what the mission is he can update me mm-hmm. and that's great the only complaint i have about this room is sometimes even after he tells me that, i'm like okay wait what am i doing mm-hmm. you know so it'd be nice to like especially because nice this to... room you you are a spy so it'd be nice to have a dossier yeah like, it would be or nice like that if not file. if not all of the story is dumped on you by these videos yeah i wish the story was incorporated in the room in other ways not just through the video. Right. Like, and the, and on, that's why I think some of the things, sometimes it was like, okay, the video's over, and now you're looking around the room like, I, I don't know what yeah. I'm supposed to do. It would be nice, especially in the second room, if on the screen they could then display your new mission objectives. Yeah. Or even like so, have another place where you can see a video of someone using that board. Maybe it doesn't even have any sound. It looks like a um, like a security camera footage of someone yeah. using it. So then you're kind of like, oh, I get th- I, I get what I'm supposed to do. Cool. Right. You know? But still, we figured it out. But we did. It would be yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I, I know it might sound like I'm asking for, oh, make the room easier or hold my hand more. But no, that was a complex but it was tool. Just, yeah. It was just like I wanted a little bit more story behind why I was doing mm-hmm. it. And I wanted a little bit more of a... Not even a clue, but I wanted a little bit more direction through storytelling. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But overall, I would give this an A. Yeah. Really, if it was, if it just wasn't that it was so far, that was... The... <laughs> but it just, that makes me definitely want to go and do a back-to-back experience. Yeah. So we will definitely be returning to this location mm-hmm. uh, at a time where, you know, it is deemed safe. Yeah. And um, we will definitely be doing a double booking because... This place is worth it, mm-hmm. honestly. And I want to close out their shop, you know, in terms of like checking them all off the list. Yeah, you know? so that we don't have to make so that like, I, like times. you said, we've already done the heist. Uh-huh. I know they have the gold rush one, they have the the playground one, and then the prison break one. So we might yeah. have to do a triple booking. But like I think it'd be worth it. Mm-hmm. I think we would have such a fun time. Yeah. So it just depends on how many players. Because I saw that the the playground one says it's a minimum of four. Oh, so we yeah, might have yeah. to get our, our, a couple with us. Yeah. But I think it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. So, but once again, that was the escape game. And this particular one we were referencing is escape game in Irvine. Yeah. Special Ops. That was the room. Mm-hmm. Special Ops, Mystery Market, the escape game. Yeah. 
Okay, so now that was a new favorite room of mine, really. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that room is within my new top 10. Mm-hmm. If I do yeah. top 10, I don't know if it's number one, but like, well, and it's I be liked, up there. I like the blending of secret agent, but then kind of on location in right. this market. I felt like James Bond. Yeah, and like that. That's not something you see. You know, you see secret agent a lot, mm-hmm. but you don't see it done this way. Yeah. And I so, appreciated that. Definitely in my top five favorite. But now let's talk about some new favorites, the Friday favorites. Greg, what is your Friday favorite this week? What's the game that you can't stop thinking about? Honestly, I, I really, really cannot stop thinking about Betrayal at House on the Hill. Ah, I know we, we played just played it, it for <laughs> our Halloween, and it was so perfect because, uh, as I talked about with our other podcast that we kind of co-host, the Mortal Kombat, um, we're we're on our well on our movie date night uh, coming up. We're going to do a retrospective look at the witches Mm -hmm. while comparing it to the new one that just came out and coincidentally 100% coincidentally if you know betrayal at house on the hill it's like a randomized sheet thing for Uh what thing you find in what room we essentially got the witches where the traitor shrinks everyone into tiny mice and then sets sets cats and then sets cats on them and i'm like tiny mice yeah it it was a good one because we got um we didn't get a lot of like items and stuff like that Mm -hmm. But we unlocked a lot of the house. Yeah, we put in all the tiles. Pretty yeah, much. but we had like a we had a legit basement, main floor. We didn't have the biggest um, top floor. No, going, we had like four tiles there. That's but, all we didn't do. But yeah, but we had a huge basement and like I think probably all the ground. We were running out of ground floor tiles. Like and that's how crazy we got with it. To summarize, because sometimes these things can take too long, the three of you were in the were in the attic together. Yeah. I was in the basement by myself. I was the traitor. Uh-huh. And then my cat appears at the front door. It has a speed of like seven. It just runs up the stairs. It goes, hi. <laughs> you yeah. guys were like, ah. Yeah, but we got really lucky because like all the stuff we needed to do was like we were all up there and mm. it was like in the same room. And then on my first roll, I discovered, no, you know, you guys... like it was all just like all the tiles were set up for us to just tip and let them And all you fall. guys got every roll you need to perfectly yeah, first time exactly. it was amazing yeah like i was upset that i get to play around like play cat and mouse with you guys more but at the same time i just had to stand up and applause like wow you guys gtfo yeah right yeah it was just it was funny because as we're because what you do is you have like the the trader has like their uh, little book. little book and they go into the other room and read what they're supposed to do to win and then we read ours and we were like oh well that's right there and we're all up here and, you like, know, it was that's like next door. Oh, we like, and he's way down. I mean, granted, we didn't know that you were going to get the cat and everything, mm-hmm. but well, actually, we did kind of know it because it, but you it talked know about like, but we didn't know how that was going to work or anything. And we're like, he's all the way in the basement. Like, we've got this. And also, you were like really low on health or whatever. You I know, was, like, I was dying. Yeah. So we were like, we've got this. We've got this. <laughs> and you did, but just not for the reasons you thought. Yeah. How about you, Lauren? What is your Friday favorite? Um, so this is a, one that's somewhat new to me. I've only played it, I think, twice now. Um, it's an, it's one that we don't own, but our friends do. And it's the Isle of Cats. Oh, yes. Um, which is kind of like Tetris in a way, where you're trying to... You have, like, this ship, and you're trying to fit these, like, different... Um, different sized cat tiles mm-hmm. and the cats are laying in weird poses and stuff. I am, I, I will full on say I am terrible at this game. But it's I, fun. I lose so bad every time, but I'm still like, can we play Isle of Cats? <laughs> right? No, but see, now, now you're getting it. 
it's not about winning the game. It's about just I love this game. You no, know? I mean I and I mean you know this isn't the place for it, but like I'm a pretty good loser in terms of. No, you I'm know, not saying that you're a sore like, loser. I'm just saying that that's the point that I've been trying. Yeah, to yeah, but for for games, it's just play the games that you love. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I I totally get this, and I I am good at like getting a nice fill on my you're, boat. I'm terrible at that. Yeah. But I'm not really good at, like, the strategy and the, um, I don't always understand what the card is saying. Like, I did, I made a faux pas last time we played mm. that really cost me, like, it would have, I mean, it was basically, I misunderstood what the card said. Right. And then when someone pointed it out, it kind of, like, ruined my whole game. Um, but, you know, so that kind of sucked. But, um, you know, like, I'm, uh, one of the things I said is I'm too conservative with my, like, spending power. And so I end up where at the end of the game I still have tons of spending power left and didn't didn't really make you use of it. You know? No cats to feed. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I need to learn from that. But like I'm good at figuring out like, okay, well that towel will fit there and this will fit there. You know, like I'm good at that part See, and that, that part's that's fun. That's how your brain works. You're good but, with like three dimensional space. Yeah. Memory. I'm not. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I know how to get all the cats. But I can't figure out how to make them fit on this boat. But. Yeah. <laughs> it is one that's, and I don't know if this is an official rule or a house rule, but one of the things we've said is you can pick up, a, like you can say, oh, I'm buying this one and pick it up. And if you're like, oh, wait, no, that's not the size. You can take it back. I think it's fair. Um, because it is funny how like you will look at one and you'll be like, oh yeah, that'll fit perfectly. And you don't realize it's like a little bit longer or deeper than you mm-hmm. thought it was. Um, but it's super cute. And like I said, I, I kind of like the Tetris aspect of it. Um, we have kind of a fun um, thing that we talk about one of the cats who is uh, looking at part of his anatomy. And then we reference a scene in the office where Jim shouts at, or Dwight shouts to Jim um, that the prices have never been lower. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you catch that reference, you'll know what we're saying. We're trying to keep it family friendly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a really fun game. It's kind of... Um, what do I want to say? It's kind of like just a nice game, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no, no one's really getting take bats or anything like that. I mean, you can kind of play it that way. Well, you can play it that way. Yeah. I mean, there's... We don't. <laughs> pretty much really the only time I see you doing a take that. I mean, there's a few cards in there that do that, but that's uh-huh. But it would be like, if you know that I want that green cat that's shaped like the letter L. But and you're like, oh, I could use that. I'll just take that because yeah, I'm going first. But and, most people don't. I don't feel like most of us are looking at that. I think the really only take that we get sometimes is because it's one of those ones. It kind of reminds me of Sushi Go, where you pull two cards and you pass. True. Where you might pull a card and you have no intention of actually keeping that card. You just don't want. You just don't want it. someone else to get it. True. Um, which even then, it's not really a take that. It's just more of a I want to take this out of play. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's a good pick, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I gotta say that art, the art style, super cute. I love all the fluffy kitties. I mm-hmm. want to pet them and rub their little their little heads and their little bellies. Well, no, you're not supposed to touch a cat on its belly. Except our cat. He's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I think that does it for this episode of Friday's Game Night. Uh, music for this episode is Megaress by Twin Music.com. You can find us anywhere podcasts are available. However, rates and reviews on iTunes are appreciated as it helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Come talk games with us. Thanks for listening and goodbye.